Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. 7 a.m. Hello and welcome to Bad Romance. I'm Jordan Searles. And I'm Bronwyn Isaac. And this week we're doing a true masterpiece. I love this movie. I was shocked by how much I love this movie. The Rotten Tomato score is way too low. Put it in your rom-com canon. What's your number? Yeah, I mean, 24% on Rotten Tomatoes, but like this is just as enjoyable as a lot of the rom-coms that we don't cover on the podcast because they're too good. And this has, I mean, this stars the the gorgeous, the hilarious, the fantastic Anna Ferris. I mean, Love she... Her so she glad that we're talking about her again. I don't know. Have we talked about her since um just friends? I don't think since just friends. No, I oh. I I actually feel like we've talked about her even though she wasn't on a movie because <laughs> we love her because we want to talk about her she's because she's fantastic. Great. I hope that she's doing great. I hope that she is you know right now fucking someone that's incredibly hot and not that man that she used to be married to. Fuck him. <laughs> Oh, yeah, the one who's in this movie. Oh, yeah, he is in this movie. Briefly. You know, <laughs> yeah, for some reason. The Republican that's now uh, married to Arnold Schwarzenegger's daughter. What a world. His sure. Chris Pet Pry, you guys all know who we're talking about. But yeah, whatever. For the, few, for the few who maybe were confused for a minute. Um Honest Luckily, Ferris. I mean, Chris Pratt is not a star in this movie. He's just a side character. He also character. plays a character named Disgusting Donald, which, great. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> fantastic. Disgusting Donald. We have another Chris in this movie that stars across from Anna. We have the uh, the the wonderfully beloved Chris Evans. Yes, we do. So this movie is apparently based on a book called 20 times a lady by karen bosnack wow 20 times i a love lady. that name <laughs> i mean i remember that line from the movie but i love that as a book title wow yeah way to just jump I in mean, don't you want to read it and it was adapted for this for the screen by two women no wonder we liked this movie so much we've got gabrielle allen and jennifer Crittenden. Wow, everybody's got really interesting names. Yeah, I mean, you know, these are women doing it, you know? And these are women that have written on Veep, Divorce, New Adventures of Old Christine, which is a fun little sitcom that people don't really talk about anymore. Seinfeld, The Simpsons. Wow. Like, and these seem to be like majority television writers. Yeah, this is a, a... a, a long resume. This is a fruitful resume. Yeah, shows that are actually funny. Shows that have made me laugh. Like, yeah, like shows this that movie are good does. and you know, capital I important. You know, if you wanna, if you wanna go there. And um, oh, we have a male director here, which is which is a surprise. <laughs> I'm surprised that a man had anything to do with this director, Mark Malloyd. Malad, maybe perhaps and let's see what else has he has he directed any other movies looking um, down. i'm looking british film and television director game of thrones yes he's directed episodes of game of interesting thrones. he he directed the tv series the affair i'm not finding oh um, my god he directed the ali g movie <laughs> ali g which is a sasha baron cohen Oh, that's so funny. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know these other movies. Uh, but yeah, he's directed white. episodes of The United States of Terror, which is one of my favorite shows. Ton- Tony Collette's amazing in it. Oh, and he's directed uh, episodes of Once Upon a Time. And Entourage. So he has a pretty... It's interesting. Everybody who worked on this has a pretty uh, extensive resume. Yeah, and these are mostly TV people, which also explains, you know, the funny... <laughs> Yes, it definitely explains the funny and a lot of the pacing. Um, it's, I mean, okay, I, I will say this. I had a lot of fun with this movie, but it's definitely bad enough to be on the podcast. Well, it's 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 a premise for a movie that, you know, it could only be a premise for a movie. Like, it could not be real life. Like, in real life, maybe this would inspire, like, a lady to write a tweet thread. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. I don't yeah. know if it would be. You know what? It kind of reminds me of it's, the plot of Baggage Claim, but this is like, this is basically the best possible version of Baggage Claim. Like, yeah, it is very much like Baggage Claim. And it's funny because these are, these plots make more sense for a miniseries. You know, like if you're going to go. But I mean, we will let the listeners know what the actual plot is. Okay. But like, if you're going to go back to all of your exes, it would make a lot more sense for it to be one ex per episode. Oh my god! Like, oh, right? Like, which also then you actually have time to explore the relationship, and there's a lot more meat for it to be funny and or you know fucked up. Have you watched the show Lovesick, which used to be called Scrotal Recall? Yes, I actually really liked Lovesick. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and that's like a going back to tell your exes that you may have given them. Like yeah, love. Yeah, Lovesick was actually is a really great example of how um this kind of plot which we do see in different iterations in romantic comedies actually works a lot better in the miniseries uh format yes oh give, give us a british limited what's your number series oh my, oh my gosh my God. we would start an eighth podcast oh my god <laughs> could you imagine just something beautiful like four episodes per season oh my Oh, that sounds so nice. Uh, like long episodes, yeah, you know, like long, an hour. Yeah. yeah oh, that's great. So into it. Anyway, watch Fleabag, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever want to. I'm sp- sure. I feel like everyone listening to our podcast watches has Fleabag. watched Fleabag or they've had all of their friends tell them to watch. But I will. Oh, add, yeah. I will add. I will add my voice to that chorus. Yeah. Fantastic. I, and I mean hot priest was hot and i will say he was uh, and he like really had like the look he you was know like the the eye look where you're like oh flirty sexy smart yeah, people have been nuanced. talking a lot about like his body and stuff and it's like it's not about the body it's not about his body it's, it's about his conversation style and the way he looks at her also like that scene where he's like listening to hip-hop and trying to get like a bottle of liquor from a top shelf oh, oh my, my gosh God. so good oh i loved it i so was much. so I, it was such a perfect moment oh <sighs> so great uh love hot priest love anyway him. um what's your number is uh is one of those classic rom-com stories where we have an older sister Allie, played by anna ferris who has a younger sister that's oh no getting married before dun, dun, her dun. <laughs> her younger sister daisy played by uh, Ari Grainer. And she, I love Ari Grainer. Hilarious. She was so good in this movie. They she's had, good in everything that she's in. Yeah, they, they had like such a fantastic and believable sister relationship. I was like, wow, this is, these are sisters. And I, I really feel 
I have a lot of opinions about this, but I rarely feel like sister relationships on screen feel realistic, but theirs did. Yes, uh, totally. It did. And like Ari Grainer, I love her. She's in Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. She's in For a Good Time Call, which is a movie that I'm kind of lukewarm on, but she's really good in it. She's in Whip It. She there was a there was a TV version of that Cameron Diaz movie Bad Teacher, and she starred in that. I'm actually totally fine with the movie Bad Teacher. Like it's like I'll watch it. Yeah. Um, I never got to watch the show because it got canceled so soon. But like, this is an actress that I really like, and I would love to see her in more things. She's really good. And uh, we got Blythe Danner as the mom, very classic, like trying to tell you what to do, control your life. Yes, she has kind a very like backhanded compliment, like manipulative, but in a in a manipulative way where if you call it out, she'll shirk and, and be like, what are you talking about? I can't believe um, that this is like Gwyneth Paltrow's mom. Like what conversations do they like every single time I look at her, I was like, you gave birth to Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. I think about that all the time. Yeah. I mean, I just imagine that Blythe Danner does a lot of kegels like she I, I imagine that her and Gwyneth Paltrow get together and they do like kegel like vagina weightlifting <laughs> and like and face masks, you know, and like watch home videos. I, <laughs> this is what I imagine. Wow. Yeah. Have I thought about this? Unfortunately, yes. Yes. Oh no, you totally have. I have. <laughs> <laughs> so Anna Ferris realizes, well, she loses her job because that's how a lot of these start. She loses yeah. her job. She also like this movie starts with her like waking up with her boyfriend, Zachary Quinto, who is like it just seems like she is it seems like he's like playing like a 22 year old in this like yeah just like he doesn't look 22 in the, the helmet it's very funny because it's obvious that she's supposed to be like 30 or early 30s and he's supposedly it feels like he's supposed to be her age but then he's also playing someone his character just feels very 22 but he looks in his 30s it's very funny he's yeah, very He's like got a bike and he's super green and he has a shirt that says save the fucking earth, <laughs> which honestly I love. I would wear that shirt. It's great. But it yeah, but her and Zachary Quinto are actually the exact same age. So it's weird that he's playing younger. It's totally weird. And he, yeah, she wakes up. I love how she wakes up. She goes to the bathroom. She puts on a little bit of makeup and then she gets back in bed and like she combed her eyelashes. She combed her eyelashes. She gets gets back in bed so that when he wakes up he can see her and she'll look good and she can just pretend she woke up like that. I have never done this in my life I see this in movies and I have always been too lazy to do it yeah I I have never done it either um I see it in movies and it, it is like really funny to me I, I I think I've had a few times where I woke up before them and I like brushed my hair maybe, but I never like did makeup and got in bed. <laughs> like that's, that's, <laughs> that's so like, like maybe I like, I couldn't sure even I imagine have like snot, like, you know, on my face, <laughs> but nothing so ornate as brushing my eyelashes. I, oh, incredible. Like, like with an actual comb, like she didn't even have a proper <laughs> apparatus for it. <laughs> And also, I mean, obviously she had makeup on before that because she's in a movie. Of course. But like she's on a she's in a Ferris and she has like perfectly clear skin and like 
I don't know, her hair doesn't tangle that much. Honestly, the only thing that ever like, makes... Like, I can't imagine her... I mean, I know she's a person, but, like, I can't imagine her actually looking rough in the morning. The <laughs> only time... The only thing, like, I think that Anna Ferris has always been attractive. The only time that she ever looks unattractive is when her hair is bad. Like, it's really just her hair. Yeah. And to be fair, I do think that she looks better with shorter hair, and I wish she would just, like have short hair all the time because yeah. it looks super cute on yeah. her face anyway i'm just just style, <laughs> style tips for on affairs i love it <laughs> i love it yeah so she wakes up and she's all like i woke up like this and i love it because zachary quinto is like the quintessential this also feels very 22 of him he's just totally not paying attention to her like he's not trying to be a dick he's just like what oh oh cool oh uh, she's like i made breakfast he's like okay like he's just so like blah, blah. and then he tries to invite her to her sis- invite him to the sister's wedding and he's like will your parents be there and she's just like at my she's sister's, like, at my sister's wedding. wedding yes, yes. <laughs> and he's like yeah i just think that's intense and then they break up and it's like it's unclear at first how long they've been together. You don't really find out until she's in a scene with her yeah, mom. Yeah, the fact that her mom knows who he is was bone chilling for me because I could not imagine being with this person for a long period of yeah, time. Yeah, like this is a dick appointment, I, dude. Like based on the way that it was shot, at first I assumed that they were maybe like a casual hookup. You know, like maybe they hooked up for a month and she's just like, shit, I need a date. Maybe this guy will come. But then when the mom brought him up, I was like, they've been in a relationship. This is a relationship? This is this y'all around here dating like this? Like, how good is he in bed? Like, what is going on? Oh my god, the Zachary Quinto dick would have to be popping. That's gotta be some popping dick. Because he has no interest in her life and dresses like a 17-year-old and I just don't. And he literally, I mean, he's such, I mean, it's, you know, it's the beginning of the movie, so it has to, like, start with a pop. But when they break up, he literally yells at her. He's he's like, stay green. And she's like, okay. And I'm just like, who the hell yells that after a breakup? Like, that is so, like, he's such a stoner stereotype, too, because he's, like, so just like, oh, yeah, well, you know, if you ever need to talk, you can call me. And I'm like, who the fuck says that right after a breakup? I don't know. Like, and just, like, call you and talk about what? Like, I never understand it when guys like that are like that. It's just, like... It's you like are not interesting in person. Yeah, well, like, what are we talking we're about not on the dating phone? Because you're not emotionally available while we're fucking. How are you going to be emotionally available when we're not? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Like, no. So, so that's the beginning. And then, of course, you know, her younger sister is getting married. So she's like, oh, she's she's on um, the bus, and there's like, oh, this is after. Okay, so she gets. Later that day, she gets fired by Joel McHale. Joel McHale, who immediately wants to like fuck her later. But anyway, I mean that. I mean to be fair, that seems like Joel McHale behavior. Oh yeah, absolutely. And he just like, and the scene of him firing her is so funny to me because he's so awkward about it. Like he's just like, yeah, you know, like for the bottom line, we gotta fire you. And she's like, oh God, okay, well, who else? And he's like, yeah, just you. (laughs) (laughs) And then he turns around. He just like turns around, like he like in his chair. Like he's just waiting for her to leave. Like, okay, can you go? This is weird for me. (laughs) And she leaves. I I really enjoyed that. Um, oh, it's great. 
<laughs> and then they're on the the bus. I mean, I mean, she's on the bus. He's not there. That would be weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and she's reading a magazine, like you know, a Cosmo kind of magazine. And she's like scrolling through, and um, <laughs> and she stops on this article that's like, like how many people have you slept with? And it basically like the articles like saying that the average amount of men that women have slept with is 10. And if you've slept with over 20, you'll never get married. Um, Which I am. I have slept with maybe 40 to 50 people. I really don't know. I stopped counting at some point and I'm engaged. So that's. Yeah. Wrong. <laughs> like I haven't even counted, but I'm definitely somewhere around your ballpark. Perhaps even more because I had a real year um, (laughs) (laughs) in Chicago. Um, And yeah, I'm in a serious relationship and I it's just bullshit. Yeah, no, it's really weird. Like no one who is important cares. Like if somebody cares, like that's the thing. If a dude cares about how many people you've slept with, it probably just means he hasn't slept with that many people. Like Like if you've ever seen Clerks, you know, when Dante freaks out when his girlfriend has like sucked 37 dicks and then it's like a whole like joke throughout the movie. I mean, spoilers for the nineties movie clerks. <laughs> oh, you're going to get dragged for this. Oh my God. And, oh, like, no. <laughs> and like, there's, it's like a running joke for the rest of the movie. Like somebody will just yell 37 and then the goal. Like it's so like juvenile and weird. And the idea, like thinking about it now as an adult, cause the first time I saw it, I was like a child. I was like 37 dicks. Like that's, that's a normal number of dicks. I feel. Yeah. <laughs> like, totally. Nothing to write home about. Like, and, and like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely, I mean, it's definitely one of those things where it's just, if you're insecure about how many people you've slept with or your sexual prowess. I mean, I was watching it with AJ and he was just like, who gives a fuck? Uh, he's like, <laughs> he's like, maybe all of my friends are hoes, but I don't know any dude I'm friends with who would care. <laughs> This is like kind of, and then he was like, especially if you're as hot as Anna Faris, can we be real? (laughs) He was like, I don't think any, like, even if a guy was that dumb, I think he'd just like chill. (laughs) So this is like off topic, but kind of on topic. I was, I was like, I couldn't sleep, so I was reading a lot about Princess Di, as you do. (laughs) Um, And um, so it turns out like the prince didn't actually want to marry Princess Di. He wanted to marry a woman that he had like grown up with who was of a lower social status who had actually like fucked around and like had a sexual history and the queen wasn't having it and they and he also like dated princess diana's older sister at some point which (laughs) princes are are messy bitches who love drama uh they 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 are they fully are so like I, i so when i read okay why did he marry princess Di? it was because she was young and the least likely to have a sexual history. That's why she was Princess so Di was creepy. considered a suitable wife. What a creepy world. Oh my <laughs> gosh, can everyone chill out? <laughs> so, wow. Also, I have read statistics about um actually in many cases people who sleep with more people are way better at practicing safe sex and getting tested, which makes sense. 
So that whole stereotype is also fairly mute. mute. It, a lot of times the people who don't think they're going to sleep with that many people don't have condoms, don't get tested, don't do all those things. Anyways, yeah, that's, I mean, that's my side note. In my <laughs> hoeing around in, in all of my life, like even when... Like, it's like, oh, uh, I feel like maybe a little bit of cum came out of the condom. We're getting a plan B. We're, we're, oh, we're yeah. We're no, I have some... popped some plan Bs when there was a condom involved. <laughs> I've just been like, well, here we go. Yeah, nope, it's we're not risking like, it. Can I trust the condom? Not sure. Not sure. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I don't think, I don't feel good about that. Do you? Cool. <laughs> Let's You're going to help me pay for this. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, uh, yeah. No, men always pay. <laughs> It's like if you cannot keep it inside the glove, you are paying money. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, it's okay. She said sex with 19 people. So, Anna Ferris decides that she, like, the next guy that she has sex with has to be her husband. And so, but then she accidentally has sex with Joel McHale, which is so, he's so awkward in this movie where he's just like, oh, yeah, I fired you, but you're still, like, really yeah, hot. Yeah, like, so can Joel, we? this is, okay, <laughs> this was weird to me because it's, like, never really explained, but he's at a party for her sister's engagement? Why? Like, Why is her know each old other? boss there? Like, we're, like, they obviously weren't friends but i i mean i guess he's just you know in the same social circle so yeah he's at the party she gets super drunk she makes a messy ass toast but this is like rehearsal engagement dinner whatever the hell it is and then yeah she sleeps with joel and like has an existential breakdown the next day because you know her sister's getting married she slept with 20 men now she's gonna I guess shrivel up and never find love because that's how it works. <laughs> Even though she's on a Ferris. Even though she's on a Ferris and like she, yeah, she just Anna lost Ferris her job. Anna Ferris is 42 right now and she still looks hot as hell. Like, oh yeah. I mean, she, yeah, I would yeah. love to look like her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, then it, basically she's, does, I can't remember how she has the epiphany to um, hit up her exes. Well, she's like with like she's with a whole like crew of people, which, by the way, we didn't. There are so many people in this movie, but we got Anika Nani Rose who plays like one of the friends in this movie. Also, it's hard to tell if it's her friends or if it's her sister's friends or if her and her sister just have the same friends. Like yeah. Everyone's so close in this movie. No, totally. everyone knows everyone. It seems it's a very I it's guess like it's like it's sitcom like, writing. Yeah, it's like set. Exactly. It that again. Oh it no, does, it's Tika Sumter. I'm so sorry. It's Tika Sumter. Yeah, it does feel very sitcom in that sense because it's set in a city, so it's not like oh, small town. They all know each other, but like you said, it's very much um, close circle of people that all know each other. But yeah, yeah, there's all these people, and she like has this like girl talk with them. Oh yeah, we got how many people they've all slept with. We got Eliza Coop from um, Happy Endings and Scrubs in here, which she's funny. Um, She's also like the other blonde. Like it's like the blondness is mostly just like in the family. We got Blythe Danner, we got um, Ari, we got Anna, and then we have Eliza Coop, who's not related to them, but also blonde and is also kind of like considered like the other slut of the friend group like her and no, yeah, AJ and I were talking about it he was like okay so they have the like 
other blonde girl and her her blonde isn't as bright and she's supposed to be like trashy or something <laughs> yeah it seemed like she and was supposed he was to like, be trashy and then of course like he was like uh he was like yeah tika looks like a revlon ad like they had her they basically had her have like revlon curls <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then like like yeah just we were cracking up at the friend group and how how typecast they were they yes it was definitely like kind of like sitcom casting like who's how are they all gonna look on this poster did they look is there enough contrast yes exactly (laughs) (laughs) yes most of them will be white but there will be variations in hair colors so you know (laughs) and i think the other one is heather burns who's like one of those actresses where you kind of see her and everything but you don't know her name yeah exactly like i always think of her in miss congeniality um because you know obviously to rewatch miss congeniality Um, it's been such a long time i mean i i honestly feel like we could text technically do it for the podcast because there is that kind of friendship romance in it even is though that it's the not one a romantic with, um, comedy is that like benjamin bratt is that a benjamin bratt role or um, or I maybe i remember I'm the name of the actor i just remember i just think of sandra but yeah of course look. i don't know why i just associate benjamin bratt with those kind of movies in that time period it might not be him i'm i'm doing it i'm i'm doing it right now i'm looking right now uh Do-do-do. yes it is Benjamin Bratt. Okay, good. I was right. Okay, it was. It's also just like a Benjamin Bratt. And I also role. like love that movie. I I loved it as a kid. I haven't watched it in a while. I haven't watched it in a few years though. Maybe we should rewatch yeah, it. That'd be fun. Um. um anyways, yeah. yeah so Burns there's a movie. The um. <laughs> <laughs> there's another movie. Everyone. Um. Basically, like. Like, and also, oh yeah, the study of that she's so like she's like it's Harvard. Harvard said so, so I have to go because Harvard said so. I have to go back, and which is <laughs> hilarious, just that logic, and also like how these studies, like if you actually look into it, a lot of times these studies are pulling from very small pools of people. <laughs> it's like whoever these students can access. <laughs> oh my God. Chris Evans, Chris Evans is playing Colin Shay, which now I totally, under- cause this whole thing is that he's, he just like, he fucks a lot of women, but he doesn't like, he doesn't even have the range to like kick them out of the apartment. So he'll just like hang out at Anna Ferris's yeah, he, apartment like, and wait for women, them to leave. He lets them stay the night, but then he gets super weird about the fact that they're there in the morning, which is like, uh, like what? And rather than expect? just being, rather than just do it, like he could just be like, oh, I got to go to work and pretend he's going somewhere. He could just do that. But instead he has this whole thing where he's like, Oh, like Anna Ferris is his neighbor across the way. So he's like, oh, just like let me in and I'll just disappear. And then eventually they'll leave. And I'm like, that is so much work. <laughs> so <laughs> much work. Uh, yeah. He's also, I didn't, this movie like really wants us to know that he is an Irish American man and that he comes from a family of cops. Because well, it's definitely, it's like set in Boston. Yeah. And so it's very Boston in that sense. And it's like, that does not make it more likable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Every single time he's like, he's from a family of cops. Like I got, I like tensed up, but then I was like, well, he's from a family of cops and chose not to be one. Yeah. So that's you're like, nice. Okay. There's something there. <laughs> <laughs> He's definitely not like defending them. That's true, yeah. Uh so she starts tracking down all her exes and it's kind of like uh if he helps her then he can like hang out in her apartment. I think that that's the arrangement. Yeah, basically what happens it's like the morning, okay, right after she's slept with Joel, Chris Evans and they've they've talked like in the hall once and that's it. Chris Evans like bangs on her door and is like 
hey, can you just like let me in? And then he gets rid of Joel for Anna. He's like, oh, we have plans. And then Joel leaves. But like luckily Anna wanted that. And then basically they're just like, let's have an alliance. It's a very weird way that it happens. <laughs> yeah. And then and she's like, OK, you help me track down my exes. I need help doing this research and I'll let you come over here when you hook up with women. And they're like, deal. And I'm just like, you guys are so dysfunctional. Like, <laughs> they're so <laughs> weird. Why I'm can't just, she like, just Google on her own? And why can't he tell women to leave? It's just like, <laughs> like this is very basic stuff. I just, all just felt like it was just an excuse for them to hang out together, but it takes till the end of the movie for them to accept that that's what's yeah, going on. Yeah, absolutely. And so then, um, you know, as as you can imagine, uh, it's, it's one of those things where you immediately know, obviously, they're going to end up together. We know this. We're just going to go on the journey with them <laughs> while they yeah. pretend they're not. Yes. Um, yeah, and, you know, first we meet uh, Disgusting Donald, played by Chris Pratt, and in the flashbacks, he's got, like, a fat suit and a mullet. He just kind of looks like an... Like a weird cartoon, Danny McBride. He looks like really such strange. a cartoon. <laughs> yeah. Like AJ was like, okay, I know all fat suits are bad, but this one's like another level. It's and the I was mullet like, oh, that really sure. does it. Like the mullet is so intense. Like I was like, whoever made this fat suit also made the one in Shallow Hell. Like without a doubt, <laughs> <laughs> what a crime. Um, and, and so yeah, he's got a family and a life, and it's like. She's very whiny about he's that. He's lost a bunch of weight, and so uh, like now he's hot, and she's gonna be nice to him again. I mean, she dated him, so I guess she was nice to him before. But and then he has like a super super hot wife who's a scientist, and she's like, and Anna Ferris is like, oh wow, <laughs> and so. I I don't know. Yeah, it's it's that, a lot that, of like, like her that being interaction like, is like very quick. It's it's yeah, it's very quick. I mean, he shows up later in the movie, but that's also weird. Um, so it's got Donald. So breaks up. No Rick. No Donald. And then who's next? Um, I'm trying to remember who's next. I mean, I loved Andy Samberg. Oh yeah, Andy Samberg. That's that's Jerry Perry. Was that the yeah the puppeteer? He's, he's the puppeteer. The puppeteer, and he's like really weird. And he was obsessed with Anna Faris's sister, and then she ended up fucking him in high school uh, because he was there. And I love that. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh my god! And so okay, so did oh, you spot Tom Piper? Oh my god! I think Tom Piper is after this. Tom Piper? Yeah. Tom Piper. So isn't Tom Piper AKA Anthony? Mackie. Well, no, no, no. Let's let's not skip by. Let's not skip past the magician Dave Hansen. Oh yes, Dave Hansen wow. played by so M- by Mike Vogel from MTV's Wuthering Heights. <laughs> I love, but like he's like covered in hair, so you kind of don't I'm see it. Now I'm thinking about that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I was so excited. I was like, "Yes, MTV's like, ah, Wuthering Heights representation." You're like, this is what I need. I need to think about this movie again. And then we have Martin Freeman as Simon, and then you find out through their entire relationship that Anna Ferris faked a British accent. Incredible! Which I almost like I was crying. <laughs> Incredible! Yeah, like he just believed, like she faked a British accent. The whole time, and somehow he believed it was authentic. 
<laughs> which is just absolutely it's so uh, like yeah the the way that things fall apart when she reconnects with martin freeman is her breaking out of her accent and then doing this like really offensive like kind of fake cockney accent oh my god where she's basically like cheerio and he's like what are you doing <laughs> and she's like oh god shit um, like <laughs> And he just like pieces out. It's she also has his shirt with like the British flag. I'm like, how extra are you? This is amazing. And then she go- she like flies across the country to like LA to get a pap smear from Thomas Lennon, who doesn't recognize her face. But oh the my moment gosh. that he gets into her, he's in the vagina. He's like, oh yes, he oh, recognizes her vagina. That honestly was like for. I mean, that was one of the shortest interactions, but it was also just so great because she's like. She flies there, which is absolutely batshit. She was like, he takes my insurance, but you're still taking a flight, girl. You yeah. might as well pay the copay. And then he's just like, and then I, I just love, because I do feel like this is realistic. Like, if it's been 10 years, especially if you were drinking a lot during the relationship, I just love that he was like, oh, yeah, huh? And he barely remembers her. And then he sees her vagina and he recognizes it, which, of course, gives her anxiety. I mean, I who wouldn't it like because you're like wait why do you recognize it is there something wrong with it and then there's anthony mackie who like is there is i feel like there's also a weird politician character in baggage claim yes 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 no there's something about black republicans in these movies he's a gay black republican it's like these movies are like we definitely want to have a black guy but we're gonna have him be and we want him really buttoned up, but also a Republican. It's like, also- why couldn't you just make him like, like a Democrat, like Obama, like, you know, one that the white people who watch this movie wouldn't be threatened by. Like, why did you have to make him a Republican? He's like a Bush person. Yeah. He's also gay. <laughs> <laughs> He's, and also it made me realize, cause I generally, I'm an Anthony Mackie hater, but you know, when he does not have facial hair, he looks almost attractive. I yeah, was like, oh, wow, wow, he's cute. Facial hair looks really bad. On he's <laughs> cute. Yeah, like basically she shows up to D.C. and like runs into him in like a congressional library. And then he immediately invites her to go to a, a, a special like political dinner with her him and like sends her a dress, um, which is like very tight, but she still looks amazing. And then and then that night, like they talk to a bunch of people and they, you know, they drink and everything. And he's basically like, yeah, um, this is amazing. Like we could run this city. Do you want to marry me? <laughs> and she's like, uh, can we at least kiss first? And she's like, oh, my God. Wow. That's quick. Yeah. Can we kiss? And he's like, oh, no, you're my beard. <laughs> <laughs> it's like did you know that i was gay he's like uh he's like yeah thank you for dating me you were like the last woman like probably the first and the last and she's like, which is also like a weird um anxiety that women always have in these comedies where it's like did i turn him gay and yeah it's like, no you didn't no honey <laughs> he just yeah um and then like so it's it's you know it, it in classic rom-com fashion it kind of seems like she after that it's like okay well chris evans is there and you can tell that chris evans is kind of like waiting for this adventure to be over but then he kind of like betrays her a little bit because there's like a guy that's supposed to be perfect and it was like jake adams and 
he was like supposed to be like doing some kind of charity work in another country or something like that. You know, those things that like these, these rich white men are always doing. Like I was in Africa. I was seeing the children. Yes. Know, like this kind of thing. But then I gave them water or something. <laughs> yeah. I did a very basic thing. Yeah. Please love me. Yeah. Uh, so they, um, so basically you find out that Chris Evans was able to track down Jake but he yeah because the whole time she's like meeting with all these other guys she's like have you heard back from jake because jake. basically in her mind jake is the most successful of them that's single because like obviously some of them are taken and she just doesn't that's why she doesn't meet up with everyone yeah um and and chris is like oh well you know he's really hard to get a hold of because he's so successful and like famous and these people have all these you know you can tell people. that he's the that that's the only guy that Chris Evans was like threatened by. by. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And so finally, like after Anna has met a bunch of these guys, not all of them, of course. Um, she like Chris is at her place hanging out, and his phone is near her, and she sees a text open, like light up, and it basically reveals that somebody was able to get him Jake's number, mm. and so of course she feels. She, some type of way because he hasn't told her yet. And so she's like, Hey, so did you hear from Jake? And he's sitting on the couch and Chris is just like, no, no. And then she's like, you need to leave. And then he realizes that she figured it out. And then they get in this big blowout. Fight. Well, there's also in that the fight also comes from this pressure from her family, especially Blythe Danner that like, you have to be with a a suitable man and everyone's very like everyone's very bougie and very pushy about the fact that she needs to be with someone suitable. And when she even mentions like liking Chris Evans, everybody's just like, ew, what are you going to get that sea urchin out of your home? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Because like like her sister meets him in one scene. She like comes over and he's like in his underwear playing guitar and he's, and I mean, he's kind of a smart ass and he's definitely very a, overtly uh, he's, sexual he's in like, this movie. He, there's a lot of ass. There's a lot of his ass in this movie. I really movie. appreciated that. And then, yeah, no, I was into it. <laughs> yeah. No, there's a lot of Chris Evans body, which is great. Um, yeah. He has great thighs, great ass. I yeah. mean, I'm loving it. Yeah. And like, uh, but yeah, he's very, you know, he's like pretty much naked and he's like making crass jokes. And so her sister doesn't like him. And I guess her sister has told all the other bridesmaids. Yeah, everybody's talking shit about this guy that they barely that know. That they don't know. And so when she's <laughs> like, yeah, I think I'm going to bring him to the wedding. They're like, what? And then she has this blowout fight with him. And she basically tells him that he's, like, not capable of, like, being in a relationship with women because he can only sleep with them. And the only reason he's nice to her is because he hasn't slept with her. And he's basically just like, well, you're like obsessed with this idea of getting married and it's pathetic. And, you know, it's one of those rom-coms. Yeah, it's one of those very like rom-commy fights. But like, I mean, the real story is, is that everybody's so fucking bougie and she kind of can't get over that. Like she has a thing where she makes little sculptures with which Chris Evans loves. Like he yes. thinks it's great. He thinks that she should make a career out of it. The job that she gets like fired from is marketing and she didn't really like marketing and everybody's just like when are you gonna get another marketing job when are you gonna get another real job and meanwhile chris evans is like why don't you put your sculptures on etsy girl like yeah yeah and that is he like makes like a display case for them, is, which is so sweet yeah because he is like like a douchey guy in this movie but that is like very sweet i think that they did a good job 
creating this connection there where he like genuinely likes her art and he's like no why don't you try he's yeah he's interested in her (laughs) yeah like he's like what like he's i feel like the whole time he's just like like yes he is crass and at first i feel like he's just like ooh, this is a challenge i want to fuck her but then i do feel like after a while he's like so who are you like not who your mom wants you to be not who you think you should be but who are you and they also just like they hang out like it's one of the one of the nicest like relationships in a rom-com just because they're chilling the fuck out when they're falling in love they're not going to a fancy dinner they're not going on this so weird much of it like, is they're them, just like chilling eating snacks and watching stuff or Which like just like, like talking you fall in love. and i'm like that's what love actually is love isn't fancy dinners not that it can't be that but most of the time it's like making breakfast after you've slept in and deciding to watch something and like having a long conversation and all of those you know moments yeah and yeah i really felt their connection and like i wanted them to be together i was like man what if she had married that chris yeah (laughs) yeah totally chris (laughs) i know this movie made me want them to be together in real life yeah because like they had just like this like easy chemistry and they're both fun like the thing is is that about when she finally does meet this jay guy he's like not fun he's just like very pushy and very like like low-key controlling and he also calls her sculptures like oh your little your little things they can wait like i'm i'm in charge of your life now and he's also just so intense for a guy that like she used to date and is just now reconnecting with and he's just like automatically just like this is what our life is going to be like are you ready and i'm just like bitch whoa Yeah, and it's weird because, like, on one hand, I'm like, he is really intense, but she's also the one who tried to track him down. So it's like, I I don't know. So I felt conflicted about the Jake storyline because I agree, like, he's definitely not as fun as Chris Evans. And um, the ways that... The ways that Anna Ferris's character is dysfunctional and the ways that Chris Evans are dysfunctional, like they enable each other, but they also seem like they could help each other be better in the end. Um, whereas with Jake, he just he seems like he's got his life mostly together, but also like he's not like I don't know who he is. And it feels like she obsessively trying to find him and then he's like, Oh, okay, cool. And then she's like having this whole internal struggle and then he's just like, what? And I don't know. It's very weird. I don't know how to feel because he doesn't actually do anything bad until the one conversation where he's like shitty about her sculptures. Well, he's just like, I guess. Before that, he's like with her at the wedding and like being all like nice and stuff. I wonder if it was just like he was trying to match her intensity and then she was like, whoa. Yeah, (laughs) that's kind of how it felt is like he was trying to like I felt actually a little bit bad for him because she was so like oh my gosh yeah he's coming to the wedding and and i'm with him now and then like she has this light bulb moment she's like i don't want to be with you and he's like whoa what he's like i came all the way here he's like, Dude. and she's like i guess i never wanted to be with you and he's like that would have been cool to know yeah like <laughs> and i'm like it, wow it, it, it would have been tight if you would have mentioned that earlier yeah their whole thing is very weird because like i don't know i kind of feel like we needed to spend more time with him to hate him he just mostly annoyed me because he just i felt like like someone that's annoying yeah i felt like it was one of those things that happens in these movies where and i mean the irony of course is chris evans is the other guy and he's like very classically handsome but where there's like a guy who's handsome in a specific way that wears a suit and is like very successful and so we're supposed to then hate him 
and yeah, like, he's he's you know like, supposed mean? to be like, like dressed when, as the enemy. But like yeah, we're not I mean, supposed to trust him. But I'm also like, okay, but Chris Evans looks like Chris Evans looks like the enemy too. He's just wearing a t-shirt. Well, I mean, I guess like I guess this this actor, um, David Annabel, who's like mostly a television actor. He was on that ABC show Brothers and Sisters and stuff like that. But he looks more like I guess like finance bro evil he does yeah he definitely looks finance bro evil and it definitely seems like he probably like he probably launders some money you know like like he's definitely got some money in bermuda like he's he's doing some shady stuff that we don't know about and and he's like doesn't seem like he's got enough time to actually get to know anna yeah yeah so she yeah so she has this light bulb moment basically the end of her sister's wedding and she and she just like rolls she out. Leaves. She just leaves. She, which okay, I feel bad for her <laughs> sister because Anna is like a shitty sister in this movie. Oh yeah, no, I mean even like the the engagement party speech that she like gave she was makes real everything shitty. about herself, <laughs> and her sister is like really patient, but she like makes her sister's wedding about her insecurity. Her like a little bitchy, but like bitchy in a way that like your sister is. Like yeah, <laughs> like her sister's like empathetic, but also like can you like not? I'm trying to have a wedding, and I'm like that's. Fair. Like, could we chill? Yeah. Uh, in so many of these movies, like everyone's hijacking everyone's wedding, and I just want everyone to know: if I invite you to my wedding, you will not be pulling that shit. I will uh, pick you yeah. out. Yeah. Also, like, I don't <laughs> like who has the energy. I couldn't like, imagine as someone who's like been a bridesmaid a few times, and like I've been, and like I've have sisters who've gotten married. Like, who, like how do you even have the energy to be that petty and selfish? I like, could not imagine. Honestly. Yeah. It's, it's just it's so it's so extra. You could oh, just be getting extra. drunk. The, the just liquor, get drunk and the dance liquor, with someone like the, oh my gosh everything's free just fucking eat get drunk just like, have what fun are, why like, are you taking if there's up someone you don't like at the face. wedding go talk shit about them with someone else at the wedding like oh it's my fine God, that can be like so that's, fun. that's honestly one of the best parts is like sitting in a corner table and being like this bitch over there like, oh that's my god great. fuck that bitch yeah, yeah no it's great it's Anyway, so yeah, like stop hijacking. <laughs> like he's in a band and his band oh. and the whole time in the movie, the whole time Anna Ferris is like, You're you should like get gigs and make money and he's like, Oh, I don't want to do that because I'm an artist. Which is making me, was making me think about always be my maybe, but anyway, continue. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. And then and then the irony, of course, or whatever, maybe irony is not the right word, my brain is fried, um, is that he's playing at a different wedding, his band is playing at a different wedding, and she like figures out where it is and she runs to that wedding and she gets on stage and she sings and he's like yeah they sing together and then of course <laughs> and then, I mean it's it's a romantic comedy it's like insane and then like yes. afterwards she's like I'm sorry and he's like is that all and then she's like no and then she basically is like you make me feel like myself and I feel comfortable being myself around you. And you know, like you're one of the only people that makes me feel let's, that way. Let's be, let's be poor together. Yeah. And then she's basically <laughs> like, I love you. And he's like, I love you too. And then they, let's have absolutely no money together. Like they are yeah. going to be broke as shit. I mean, yeah. unless, unless she's like getting money from Blythe Danner, which I mean, I guess if you have Blythe Danner as your mom, you might as well just be like, mom. Right. Come on. Uh, but you you know, Blythe, for this giant Blythe Banner is gonna definitely cut her off if she dates Chris Evans. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> uh, come back yeah. to me when you're with a real man. Yep. So that's, I mean, that's how it ends, and it's, it's. I mean, again, like it's definitely like the way that they meet is ridiculous. Um, 
And like they're both deeply dysfunctional. <laughs> deeply. Yeah, but like, they both need like intense real, therapy, but they also feel real. Like their like, relationship. This is a couple. <laughs> this is a couple. And their relationship and how they end up together, it's kind of on the line of a toxic relationship, but it feels like they want it to be healthy and so they will do the work. Yeah, they definitely need to, you know, um, do some couples counseling, just like yeah. preemptively, just like get in, get in there and yeah. like nip those in the bud. Like, he, when like she you can. needs to work on her codependency, and he needs to work on his fear of intimacy, and you know. But I mean, it's a fun movie because it has such great actors, and they're fun, and it's funny. Um, yeah. So I mean. W- watch it watch it's not, it it's yeah not, like it's why not, wouldn't you watch it it's a fun it's a good bad romance that's that's where i'll put it it's it's a good bad romance i'm not gonna put it in the same category as all that she's all that as <laughs> all that the show <laughs> because because it's not a sketch show um <laughs> uh but it's it's fun it's fun. It's actually funny. Like it yeah. makes me laugh. Yeah, I mean, like the Which, whole like, slut shamey plot is ridiculous. Um, but, but like you know, for a you know for a, like a genre called rom coms, like a lot of them do not make me laugh, and this one does exactly. And that is that is big. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, watch it. Whatever. Watch it. Yeah. It's great. And and, and, lo- and love on You know, yeah. really, just love on her. Chris she deserves Pratt it. is doing fine, and he's a Republican. So yeah, no, fuck that guy. Yeah, I do not believe in him anymore. Um, yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's very <laughs> It's very depressing. I get it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, you know, men. I'm Bronwyn. <laughs> I was about to start talking oh, sorry. To you about men. I was about to start talking about men, and then I was like, I'm Bronwyn. I'm Bronwyn. <laughs> hey, do you guys know who I am? <laughs> Oopsies. Yeah, you know, I mean, this this episode is dedicated to Anna Ferris. I hope that you get some amazing dick in your life, or if you're bisexual, you know, I would love, I would actually love that because I would just save all of the photos and tweet them all the time because I'm that person. <laughs> 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 I mean, but if you decide to be with a man, that's fine too. Um, <laughs> sure. Anyway, watch this movie. <laughs> I'm You're really Bronwyn. Loving it. <laughs> I'm Bronwyn. <laughs> I'm Jordan. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Oh, yeah. Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck.